Guys, welcome and welcome back to another Arsenio of ESL podcast. I'm your host as always, and man, so grateful to be back giving you guys another TOEFL idiom again. Wow, so many, oh man, I'm just amazed to see how much attention this podcast has gotten by the time you guys are listening to this. I'm at 450,000 followers and I'm itching towards that half million. But again, it's not that my, I, I'm not attached to the external thing, like the external number. It's not as if when I get to 500,000, I will be a success. Or when I get to 1 million plays, I'll be a success. I'm just embracing the entire journey all the way there and just love the beautiful community that's being combined and the impact that I'm having in the world. It doesn't matter 1 million because by, by the time I get to 1 million, then what? 5 million, 10 million, 100 million, 1 billion, 1 trillion. Nah, I don't care about numbers. I just care about making an impact. So I just want to say thank you all for everything. And today's another TOEFL Idioms podcast, man. I'm standing up because I did a horrible CrossFit workout. I got a headache. Feels a little bit better though. But anyways, man, I'm boy, I'm going. I'm going. It's better than sitting down. So I'm up here. I'm preaching it. I said I'm preaching it today. So here we go. Mini lesson number 1.6. Oh, smells like sewage. I don't know why. In a nutshell, that means in summary, in brief, you probably may have heard this from Gonzalo, one of my previous students. What the f- holy shit? Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Oh my god absolutely atrocious you know what i'm so sorry to say oh i apologize for that oh my god man something is terrible with this condo see i walked inside a couple of days ago and i smelled i smelled you know my mom would always call it raw sewage whatever is going on i don't know what it is the traps or anything i'm out of here in less than a year so whatever okay let's focus let's focus it happens it happens in a nutshell god damn it in a nutshell to hell with this condo i'm kidding in summary in brief. Okay. So again, going back to one of my students, Gonzalo, who I had taught probably back in July, August, and September of last year, he would always say this as a conclusion in his TOEFL speaking questions. Okay. At the very end, you could say in a nutshell, blah, 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 and state the thesis. So there it is. Okay. The next idiom in favor of meaning ah, supporting this specific group, right? In agreement with that's what in favor uh, in favor of. So who is in favor of this ice cream? Who's in favor of going to Hawaii? Who's in favor of going to the Maldives, going to Bora Bora, going to Samoa? You guys get what I mean? So let's keep it running in hot water. You guys probably heard this in some of my listening podcasts. If you haven't just yet, you have to wait coming up uh, in March and then in April. I'm telling you guys, (laughs) I've got all those podcasts scheduled for a long time. If you follow me on YouTube, you're probably getting a lot of those videos right then and there. But if you're just a a listener, you're going to have to wait a couple of more months. Or, of course, you can get the entire course down below in the link. And there it is. You don't have to wait for another two months. But nonetheless, people, in hot water mean you're in trouble. All right. In hot water. That means, I can't remember the last time I was in hot water. In hot water. Oh, my God. That was really funny. Okay. So, (laughs) oh, man, when I was in university, this is a horrible prank. Uh, This is the last time I did April Fool's. It was 2007, April 1st. See, when you prank someone, that's okay. But when you completely, like, deface someone's door with a whole bunch of 
mustered along with 10 other elements of who knows what, that ends up being a problem. And then one of my uh, friends, uh, Shayla at the time, 16 years ago, ended up getting a subpoena. And I realized, holy shit, I'm in hot water. And I'm like, and Shayla, thank and bless her soul so much. She didn't throw me under the bus. She could have said, no, it was his black ass. Luckily, Shayla from Iowa, thank you so much. I know you don't listen to my podcast, but a big shout out to you. But, you know, she basically went to the campus security and said, well, well, why did I get this? She was crying. Why did I get the subpoena? And she is so good at the puppy face. And then, of course, the campus security is like, okay, as long as you're telling the truth. And he whipped away the subpoena. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And for the next month, I just hid out, said nothing, did nothing, and just stayed away from everyone because that was one of the worst decisions. And it, it wasn't just me. It was like seven of us that came together, and I was the one that ended up doing it. It was just an absolute tragedy. Uh, and so, yeah, never again. So all that April Fool's, all that kid stuff, again, university is just tragic. But, again, that choice made me realize, Arsenio, this is really dumb. This isn't who you are. Although it's 2007, April 1st, this is damn near almost 15 years ago. Uh, I'm never going to do anything that stupid again. And so luckily I didn't, Jesus. So anyways, that's a good story. Never want to put yourself in hot water by just, and April Fool's is absolute, just a trash holiday. For kids, it's okay to make fun of people, but listen, Nothing on a scale of that, like throwing mustard on people's dormitory doors in the middle of the night and then waking up and then smacking everyone else's door saying, open up, I'm going to kick your ass in the softball team too. How dumb was I? I went after the softball team. Oh man, that was terrible. Anyways, let's go. In no time. That means very soon, very soon. Hey, I'll be there in no time. What's Jake going to come here? He'll be here in no time. That's something in the, you know, basically in the corner of what you probably will be listening to or what you will listen to in the TOEFL listening uh, section. So be careful with that. In person, that means face-to-face. A lot of people prefer to learn in person rather than online. I really have to give my thanks to COVID, although it's a, a disgusting disease that claimed the lives of millions around the world. And I despise everything about it. But um, it, it made me realize that online is massive and online and online learning couldn't have taken off at a better time. And I'm so grateful for that because without COVID, do you think people would have been looking for a TOEFL tutor online? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I may still be in the beginning stages of my career and people getting in contact with me. I don't know what's going on just yet, but I'm just, I'm just in the ride of it all. I'm just going with it, you know? And so... That's what's so beautiful about it. So in person, again, with some Thai students, you got to teach them in person. Hell, when you teach them in person, they are, some of them are very enthusiastic and some of them are not. So it really just all depends. You know, um, it's hit or miss out here. But I'm so grateful because, you know, I, I always tell everyone Thailand is really not my market. And, you know, my friend has told me so much, okay, well, when you start a business, are you going to start advertising the Thai kids? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I've been here for nine years. I'm good. I, I that, That's not my market. She gets so angry. Well, why? I, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm good. No, no, my market is worldwide. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I really do. But if the majority of them, even international school students, they don't want to learn. 
God, remember at the beginning of 2021, I probably told you guys that I was going to an international school student's home. He went to Brighton College out here in Bangkok. And honestly, that had to be one of the worst students I had in seven years. He was an absolute dipshit. And you can, of course, blame parents, blame this, blame that. But no, I'm looking right him right dead in his eyes and he's being rude to his Burmese maids. And I was about to just cuss his ass out. Oh, my God. It was the worst Okay, the worst time in my life, all right? And so, you know, in person, I'd rather teach his ass online so I could just say, hey, man, you got one more chance. If you don't, if you don't wise the fuck up, I'm gonna end this meeting right now and I'm gonna tell your mama she can kiss my ass. No, I didn't do that. But uh, yeah, luckily now it's kind of like, hey, can you teach my son? I'm like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm sorry. Hey, can you teach my children? Nah, I'm good, I'm over here seeing them. They look like baby's kids. If you guys ever watched that movie back in 1992, those are like the worst kids in the world. You could only imagine. I used to teach them and now I no longer teach these types of students. You know, oh my God. As a matter of fact, I started having cold sweats after two kids walked into my room when I was having breakfast just before a class Saturday morning at 8.30. And I was like, oh, well, hello. Their names are Keo and Kopfa, nicknames, right? And I'm like, hey. And I'm like, yeah, how can I help you guys? Wrong class. I don't teach you guys anymore. What's up? Don't really like your mother either. Why are you here? No, I'm saying that in my mind. I, I know that's terrible, but I'm saying that in my mind. I'm like, you know, I really don't want to see you at first. So I'd rather see you online. You didn't learn online. And I had to plead to the lady at the uh, tutorial center that I work at. She kept saying, why? Why don't you want to teach them? I said, man, they bags and shit. I want to teach them back. They got no respect for my laptop. They keep touching my stuff. They keep trying to kick me. I'm not a babysitter. I got a higher purpose, a higher calling in this world. I'm not a babysitter. And them kids suck. And their parents are doctors too. So they suck too. Badass kids. I am not a babysitter. Boy, but I, you know what? I praise for anyone out there who is a teacher and you guys are kindergarten teachers. Bless your heart. That's right. You need everything in the world in your might to handle them damn kids. Oh, man. Oh, man. I will never go back to teaching kids. And, you know, in my, you know, one of my friend's villages, hey, you know, there's a lot of kids in this neighborhood. I'm like, I'm good with the kids, man. I'm, I'm here for a higher purpose. You know, my goal is to go to Brazilian companies and do presentations across Dubai and go out there in Norway and train some companies. Not them kids, man. I can, I can help kids if they want to be helped. And if you want to have a nice conversation, I could deal with kids like anyone over 11. Anything under 11, uh-uh. Now, I'm excited. At, so at some point, yes, I will have a kid myself. And that's going to be amazing because I'm going to be like, oh, my God, there are so many different things. Like, teach this kid and do so many things so that they can grow up and be one of the greatest human beings in the world. But that ain't coming yet. All right. Oh, I went on a rant. Let's go. Let's, let's remain focused. In store. In the future. Coming up. Hey, honey. You know, it's kind of like men. They say, honey, guess what I have in store for you? That means guess what I have looming in the future. Looming large. Something's getting ready to come. That's what in store means. All right, in the dark. Oh, I love this. Have any of you watched Sicario? One of my favorite actors, he played in the movie Get Out. What's his name? He played in Black Panther too. British guy. Oh man, what's his name? He's the main character in Get Out. Chris obviously is his character in Get Out. Man, I forgot his name. Anyways, in Sicario, I remember he came and there was a big shootout on the Mexican border. Some Mexican gangsters try getting their boss back, who was a drug lord. 
There's a big shootout. They finally get to this place. They go to another place, transport this, transport that. They go check out this bus system, terminal, all this stuff. And this black guy came and, you know, of course, Chris. And Emily Blunt, is that her name? She was in the movie. So he came up to her and he was like, hey, what the hell's going on? She's like, I don't know. You ain't asking any questions? No. How about you? Uh, he's like, oh, she said, no. You think you could do better? He said, yeah. She's like, go ahead. He's like, hey, get Chris. And he whistled. He said, come over here. And he said, hey, you're leaving us in the dark. You're leaving us in the dark. We're confused about what's happening right now. You're not, we're unknown. We don't know what's happening right now. Tell us what the hell's going on. And so they went on and pursued talking about they had to make as much noise across the border to get their boss to come back over, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, Chris from the movie Get Out, black guy, one of my favorite actors, he says, hey, I'm cool with that. Just don't leave us in the dark. And and the Mexican mafia, the Colombian mafia guy, what's his name? I don't know his name, but he's very man. Go watch Sicario. Amazing movie. And he looked at him before he walked off. He's like. Are you afraid of the dark? And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. You know, Sicario, that was a brilliant soundtrack. Pulsating moments. Pulsating scenes. So much that happened within that movie. And tragic because that's exactly what happens in the northern border town of Ciudad Juarez. I don't think it's as bad as it was back in 2006 through 2011. But the, the cartels, man. I'll just leave it there, you know, and again, all my beautiful, uh, my wonderful Mexicans out there. <sighs> a lot of you live in Mexico City, Tijuana, different places, and you guys know that there are situations that happen out there. You know, I don't know too much. I just know what the news tells me, which is possibly bullshit, you know, but I do know that people are affected in those ways, you know, and so, oh, anywho, that's how it is in the dark with the story. Let's go to the next one in the long run over a long period of time, all right? In the same boat, have you heard that on some of my TOEFL audios, right? I guess we're in the same boat. That's one of them. I don't know from where it was. I know it was part A for sure, right? These are all part A. You're not gonna hear any of these in part B or part C, okay? Ah, I guess we're in the same boat. Meaning, oh my God, I spent all my money. So I guess we're in the same boat. Meaning he spent his money too, okay? His ass is broke too, okay? Iron out means to solve problems. For any of you who have watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith's father showed up in one episode and, you know, he's getting ready to run out on his son again. And Phil, who is now, rest in peace, uh, what is it, the late Avery Johnson, I believe his name was, if I'm not mistaken. And just an amazing, an amazing soul. And he was saying, I'm not going to do your dirty work for you. If you're going to run out, don't come back. And he's like, fine, I'm going to run out. And by the time he was running out, Will Smith came into the room and said, hey, daddy And they were getting ready to go somewhere. He's like, hey, Will, listen, I got to go run. But listen, I'm going to come back and da 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 And Will Smith knew it was bullshit. He's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay. And he's like, listen, I'm going to come back and I'm going to, we're going to iron out the details. Or I'm going to, I think it was something about the weekend. And, you know, we're going to iron out the details, meaning solve the problems, okay? Iron out the details, meaning get all the details together, right? And then after that, he walked out and it was good seeing you again, son. And Will Smith said, 
Good seeing you again, too, Lou, called his father by his first name, not a father, not dad. One of the most powerful scenes in all of television in the 1990s. You can find that on YouTube very easily. It really runs deep, especially considering what I've been able to overcome in my life. And then, you know, going forward and when I do have kids in the future and stuff like that, being the greatest father one could ever have, you know. And so it's always about bucking the trend, meaning stopping in the tracks and saying, OK, enough is enough with this generational poverty mindset, stay the hell out of here. I'm going on and I'm taking this from a different route, a different course. And that's the beauty, beautiful part about life, right? You could always just, it's all about the fundamental choice. It all comes down to choice. So that means I now join the club, meaning have the same problem as other people. Jump to conclusion means to form opinions without any goddamn evidence. Okay, keep an eye on means watch. Keep an eye out for means to look for. Keep an eye out for tigers. Keep an eye out for cougars. Cougars are a huge problem out there in America. Keep an eye out for bears. Uh, Yosemite National Park, home to the largest uh, wildlife, as a matter of fact, bears, grizzly bears. They will rip your ass apart. Be careful. <sighs> Anywho, let's keep, it, let's keep it going. Keep on with means to continue. Now, this is more British English. I don't remember any of this in American English. Like, keep on keeping on. Although Les Brown did say that in one of his presentations back in the late 80s, early 90s. But I just can't really remember, to be honest with you. So keep on keeping on is what he would say. Just keep on. Just continue going. Regardless of the setbacks, you keep on keeping on and take the lessons and learn from the lessons. And to journal the lessons and to look back and say, wow, that lesson got me here, 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 here. And be the hero of your own story. So keep track of know where something or someone is. To keep up with means to maintain the same speed. Probably hear this in police chase movies. Keep up with them. Keep up with them. Watch Bad Boys 2, Will Smith again, or anything else. Be like, keep up with them. You can't keep up with them. That means you're, you're not going at the same speed. You know, kill time. That means to spend time doing something else before a specific uh, appointment. Right. So me, I never use that because I never kill time. Anything I do do, I'm always on purpose. However, yes, there are times I just say, you know what? I don't feel like writing any blogs. I don't feel like doing anything. Let me just no. Let me just hurry up and get this. Uh, you know, let me just watch a movie. Let me just relax. Right. So that means to kill time. No, like the back of one's hand means to become very familiar with something. Keep that in mind. To lay off means to put out of work. Learn the ropes means to become familiar with. Leave out means to not include. Leave someone or something alone means to not disturb. Let someone down, disappoint. Let up, decline in intensity. To look after means to take care. To look for means to try to locate. To look forward to means to anticipate with pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. You normally see this in emails. And the last one, look into, investigate. If you ever watched the movie, The Negotiator. Samuel L. Jackson, I believe he calls or he gets a call from that. He's trying to find, um, what is it? A negotiator, uh, Nick Saban. I believe that's his name at the in the movie. Uh, Oh, man, what's the guy's name? I think he's always in hot water for some weird things he's done and stuff like that. But anyways, during that scene, 
Nick Saban, the main character of the movie, he wasn't there. They had another negotiator and Samuel L. Jackson was not happy with that negotiator. So Samuel L. Jackson says, hey, you cannot say no. If you say no, you limit options. The only option he would have in the end is to kill someone. So he started saying the most outlandish. Oh, my God. I wish I could play that audio for you. Started saying the most outlandish stuff, saying, have you ever dressed up like a schoolgirl and have your ass spanked? And the thing is to investigate that, like, the negotiator cannot say no, because if he does, Samuel L. Jackson will kill someone. And then he was like, oh, man, you know, Danny, Danny, of course, being Samuel L. Jackson, you know, Danny, this is, uh, you know, uh, you know, this isn't very appropriate or something like that. He was like, hey, focus. Have you ever dressed up like a schoolgirl and had your ass spanked? And, you know, you see some of the, the, the FBI behind them laughing and stuff like giggling, like they have smirks on their face. And then he just said, he just had to keep saying, I'll have to look into it. I'll have to look into it. I have to look into it. And at the very end, Samuel L. Jackson quickly says, do you know any jokes? And that negotiator slipped up and said, no. And he said, no, you just said, blah, blah, blah. And then he, of course, fired the gun, didn't kill anyone. But he said, you can't talk me down. You cannot talk me down, meaning you cannot convince me. That's another idiom for you. Find me Nick Saban. He was on his way. Great movies, great references, great storylines, great a lot of things that I gave you in this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast. Make sure you follow me on the Arsenio's ESL podcast page on Instagram, and I will see you there. I'm your host, as always, over and out.